It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. All right, we are rolling. So for today's Locked On Reds, I've got the man in charge of the redreporter.com. Wick Terrell is joining the show today. We're going to talk a whole bunch of stuff, Wick. But the first thing I want to ask is what is the first thing you watched on Disney Plus? Oh, man. Um, so as we actually were just kind of talking off mic a minute ago, uh, I, I am a formerly proud Hulu Live subscriber. And the um, uh, the Disney Plus package with ESPN and Hulu uh, basically got announced the same time that Hulu Live announced a 22% price increase. Um, so uh, I have actually been looking into getting Disney Plus. I don't have it yet, uh, partly because I've got Hulu Live and Netflix, and Amazon Prime, and uh, MLB TV, and oh god, how many other things are there at this point? So um, Disney Plus, I've heard nothing but uh, phenomenal stuff about The Mandalorian, and I keep seeing ads about it, so I'm going to have to sign up sooner than later, uh, but I haven't done it yet. Not going to lie, that is the first thing I watched was The Mandalorian, and I I loved it. I, I also love the fact that, so I, 
I got it all like that first morning of or whatever, and I was able to watch The Mandalorian in like the three hours that Disney Plus worked before it crashed. <laughs> and it was hilarious because I, I like posted on social media. I'm like, oh man, The Mandalorian's awesome. And the people were commenting, they're just like, dude, it crashed, man. I can't even watch it. I'm like, <laughs> you actually saw it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, uh, it was so fun. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, though. And, um, Likewise, I, yeah. I had a discussion with a, a buddy of mine because he's like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would that first episode. I'm like, well, here's the thing. I love Westerns and I love bounty hunters like those quizzes that you're like if you lived in the star wars universe would you be a jedi a sith an imperial a rebel or a bounty hunter and i'm like oh i'd be a bounty hunter too much stress on all that other stuff (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'm the same way i grew up on star wars and uh my my dad had me watching all of the uh the clint eastwood spaghetti westerns from from a very early age so i'm uh, i'm 100 on board with that that's um that's part of the reason why i love uh that entire uh star wars universe i guess oh yeah well, this is a Reds podcast. I guess we'll talk some baseball here, but uh, <laughs> I, I'd love to create a Star Wars podcast too. We'll, we'll see about all that. Um, off-season but, content, right? Yes, exactly. Off-season content. Uh, let, let's start with uh, the big donkey. I loved Adam Dunn. Still love Adam Dunn. I got a Dunn jersey in my closet. A big fan of Adam Dunn. And actually, it was kind of nice getting to bring it back out this season and you know, I, I thought about taping Aquino on the jersey, but I, I didn't. I left it as Adam Dunn. But our buddy is finally on the Hall of Fame ballot. And we Reds fans kind of have rose-colored goggles when it comes to this situation because I think if we look at it objectively, I think we know the answer. But are we going to see him wearing a gold jacket? Or no, that's NFL. Not They don't put gold jackets on baseball players. Or do they? <laughs> green jackets do they win the masters green jack, um, green jack- maybe it's purple i don't know <laughs> that's a anyway. good question uh yeah no yeah i know the gold jacket is definitely nfl uh, uh hall of famer i don't I'm, I'm trying to think i don't what do they get for going into the baseball hall of fame maybe they get a cardigan <laughs> <laughs> hall of fame cardigan <laughs> they get a mr rogers sweater um yeah, yeah so um 467 home runs is more than Carl Yastrzemski and Andre Dawson and a number of other Hall of Famers. Um, he drove in more runs than Joe Morgan, which was uh, a fun note that I stumbled across that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, Adam Dunn was the the uh, the most perfectly imperfect uh, position player of uh, modern baseball, really. If you <laughs> if you look even more um, at his career, he was kind of uh, I don't want to say the prototype. Of modern baseball, um, but almost somewhat of an innovator, and in that um, uh, he was shifted on to uh, just grind his career into the ground. Um, he had incredible power and hit home runs uh, at a prolific rate. Struck out more than basically every non-Mark Reynolds player in his in his in his uh, uh, his peer group, um, <laughs> and and that was it. It, it, was, it was walks, it was strikeouts, it was home runs, which. You know, you look up uh, five years down the road from when he finished his playing career, and those are the three things that define modern baseball right now. Um, <laughs> Adam Dunn, uh, in my estimation, is uh, certainly not a Hall of Famer. Um, he's the kind of guy who's Paul Bunyan exploits, I think, deserve a couple things that should probably be in Cooperstown. Um, 
the home run that he hit off Jose Lima completely out of Great American Ballpark that I've yes. seen listed um, anywhere from 505 feet to 535 feet, which I still think <laughs> grossly underestimates how far that ball traveled. Um, he was he was a legend. He was a legend of a baseball player. And well, I don't think uh, any team ever technically got the best of Adam Dunn. Um, the Reds certainly got the best of what Adam Dunn did put on display, if that makes sense. Um, and you know, just from, uh, people of our age and, and the kind of baseball that was played in Cincinnati at the time, um, he's a, he's a larger than life figure as far as I'm concerned. So, um, while I don't anticipate him getting much support on this particular ballot, uh, heading into the 2020 hall of fame induction, um, it is certainly cool to see, uh, his career kind of brought back to the, the spotlight a little bit. And it was fun yesterday, kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> seeing him and Derek Jeter on the, uh, you know, headlining the, the, the new class. Uh, on the ballot it's just it's um you know it kind of defines where adam dunn sits in the spectrum i think i appreciated all of the stuff that came out you know last 24 hours or so talking about adam dunn because it's it's fun to remember him and i think that you know there were a lot of fans back whenever he played and this was you know largely before twitter was a thing and and before people, I mean, there might have been Joe Schmo posting on MySpace about Adam Dunn, but probably not. And uh, before all of that really got going, you still had every so often when you talk to a buddy or something about the Reds and about Adam Dunn, he'd be like, man, he strikes out too much, man. I just, I don't, every time he comes out, the bases are loaded and he just strikes out. And then you're just, I, I think now we can look back on it and be like, man. We miss Adam Dunn. He'd be amazing to have on this team right now. And I think he he's a player that almost was before his time because if he played in today's game, man, he'd be getting paid a lot of money because people really don't care about his defensive prowess or lack thereof out there in left field. They would just care about having his bat in the lineup. But I still love looking back on all that different stuff. And like you said, the home run that someone at the uh, Newport Aquarium caught and <laughs> all of that different stuff is just it, – it's it's fun to look back on at a time when we're just talking about rumors and what might happen and, and nothing's really going on right now. No, 100%. No, you look up and the Reds trying to address uh, on-base percentage in their lineup right now and the ability to score runs and uh, the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, that's that's 100% what he provided. It would have been interesting, obviously, you know, he was a fairly well-regarded athlete despite being six foot six and 200 and however many pounds he was by the time he was done playing baseball. Um he he was a pretty decent base dealer for a time. He came up as a quarterback for the University of Texas. Uh, you know, he was he was uh, like I said, larger than life both in his exploits and in just being one of the more physically imposing players you ever got a chance to watch. And you know, it's it's weird uh, sometimes when you uh, you know not not to ever wanting to, to to stereotype and and kind of pigeonhole baseball players, but so often you see what a guy looks like and you kind of you know immediately get a uh, an interpretation of how you think their game would map out. You know, you see a guy who looks like he's fast or a guy who looks like he's got, you know, a, a thick core and can maybe move and play third base, but not run real well, whatever you looked at Adam Dunn. And then you look at his stats and it's like, he had the exact career you would have expected from a guy who was 
that big playing left field, you know. Um, and it's uh, it's funny. Obviously, he he managed to uh, to carve out quite a nice and quite a very lucrative career. Um, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if he would have come up with an AL club and had the chance to DH more often um, before just running out some of the worst defensive metrics in the history of modern baseball. Um, but yeah, I, you know, congrats to Adam again on a on a on a fun career um, and on an incredibly successful one. You know, obviously, I don't think he was ever the baseball player that a lot of people wanted him to be. Um, um, but he was very good at what he was good at. And that wasn't everything, but it was certain niche aspects of the baseball game. And there were a few that were better than him uh, at doing what he was good at. Wick and I are going to tackle some strikeout thoughts here in just a moment. But I wanted to thank our sponsor, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the generic form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis. So it's going to give you a performance boost in the bedroom, and you're going to get it when you need it because it's a chewable form. So just chew it and do it with Blue Chew. And now through this introductory offer, you can go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB to get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. What you do is you fill out an online questionnaire for their online pharmacist, and then they send it to you in a discreet package. So there's no awkward in-office doctor visits. You don't have to worry about waiting in line at the pharmacy. It gets sent to you through BlueChew.com. And enter promo code MLB for your free first order today. You just pay $5 in shipping. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Speaking of Adam Dunn, what strikeouts were kind of a thing for his career and uh, there was some numbers people talking about numbers from this past baseball season strikeouts being a prominent thing Jason Stark wrote something in the athletic about it and I babbled on for probably about 10 minutes on yesterday's podcast talking about it but I also wanted to get your take because last season was the first year that the Reds struck out more times than they got hits and I think that is a hilarious stat in that we're just going to look back on it. Hopefully, maybe that's the only time it ever happens. Or do you think that this is a trend and that we may see more seasons moving forward where teams strike out more than they get hit? Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly going to be fascinating to watch. You know, there's so many um, kind of moving parts in how we, this modern game of baseball is evolving. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, brought up strikeouts, obviously home runs are, are spiking as well. Walk rates are generally up. Um, you're seeing starting pitchers go so much shorter to games because games are t- requiring so many more pitches. It's making games longer, yada, yada, yada. Um, it, it, the ball has been uh, changed to where it flies through the air faster and better now and more streamlined than it did before. Um, these are all things that, that you know, it, it's interesting to see which ones of them are uh, deliberate, meaning these are things that teams are either caring more about or caring less about on a deliberate basis, or if they're byproducts of some of the other things that they're caring more or less about. You know, um, like for instance, um, it took me until about four days ago to realize. Uh, do you know who led all of Major League Baseball in strikeouts by a position player this year? 
It wasn't Suarez, was it? It was Suarez. Eugenio oh. Suarez led, led Major League Baseball in strikeouts this year, which I didn't I didn't notice until I just looked at the number and saw it on Baseball Reference in italics. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't care. You know, it was right. just it was it was one of those things where everybody else was striking out so much that I just didn't realize that he happened to be healthy enough and play often enough to where his number was greater than anybody else's and uh, you know you talk about Adam Dunn you talk about Drew Stubbs you talk about Jay Bruce uh, you know those guys coming up 10 15 20 years ago um, those kind of strikeout numbers would have stood out and would have caused uproar you know and it's almost like yeah it, 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 in Dunn's situation if he just struck out now the way that he did then not really about to care because everybody does but the fact that he was doing it when nobody else really was kind of uh, you know that became his calling card almost and in today's game um, that's not Suarez's calling card, despite the fact that apparently it is, uh, just because everybody else does it too. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, unless there is a major kind of, um, uh, how to describe it, uh, backfill, uh, renovation, I guess, on the way that the modern baseball game is played, meaning what, um, they go back to, uh, the older ball that doesn't fly out and suddenly everybody who's trying to hit home runs is just flying out a lot or if uh, they don't back the fences up or raise the walls in the outfield. Um, suddenly, if they don't do something to begin to incentivize hits, um, I think this is something we're going to continue to see more and more, which is more strikeouts than the hits. Um, uh, it's almost to the point where teams have prioritized um, – uh, the hits that go for four bases are so much more important than the ones that go for one base that that's what you should focus on. And the byproduct of that is more swings and misses. And, and until there is pushback uh, that makes that less likely to happen, I think it's uh, increasingly more likely than not that we're going to see strikeout totals uh, the way that they are right now. But uh, if it comes uh, along with the increase in home runs, and with Suarez being kind of the prime example, uh, you look at his season from 2019 and you see the 49 home runs and you don't see the 189 strikeouts. You don't. So um, I think that's just kind of where the modern game is, uh, barring uh, a very aggressive attempt to kind of tweak it back to how it was uh, 15, 20 years ago. I almost wonder, and shout out to Coop and the Hunt for Reds October podcast, they had Mo Egger on this most recent episode of theirs, and Mo asked the question, which baseball are we going to get next year? And it and it makes me also think, because the baseball, obviously, like there was plenty of studies that show that the baseball has something to do with how many home runs there were, and there was a lot more uptick in power because you're talking about launch angle and all this other stuff. I almost wonder if there's something about the baseball that makes it easier to put spin on it, too, and it causes all these high strikeout rates. I don't know. That's probably just a crackpot question that I thought I'm, of. But. I'm not sure it is, honestly. I mean, you look at how uh, analytic the the Reds have gone specifically and what they're looking for, um, and you look at the guys they've targeted, uh, guys like Sonny Gray, guys like Lucas Sims, guys like Trevor Bauer, guys whose spin rates are elite. You know, um, they're looking at that much more so than they are the radar gun these days. And and maybe they're onto something there, which is, hey, this is the same ball. You know, uh, you play golf on a windy day and the, the, the balls that spin more are going to move more. If baseball is playing in the, the wind, quote unquote, in this metaphor, well, you find the ball that fits it. And it's uh, uh, it's interesting because I think it's certainly got to go both ways. Um, if it is a, an issue with the laces on the ball, then you would think it would have some byproduct on both ends. And I agree with you because, you know, I, I, who knows how much the Major League Baseball front offices know because they don't really let on that kind of thing. Um, but you kind of get the sentiment that a lot of people in a lot of front offices don't know 
uh, whether or not the ball is going to change again. Um, and I saw, I can't, I can't remember who it was uh, on Twitter the other day, was just running a quick poll on who you'd rather keep, uh, Arcidis Aquino or Jesse Winker, if you were potentially trading a young outfielder to upgrade elsewhere. Um, and that my, my answer to that question would be like, what's the ball going to be like for the next three years? All you right. know? Because um, if it's going to fly the moment you make contact, well, uh, Aquino might be able to do what he did last summer. Um, if it's not, and it's going to get deader again, uh, give me the guy who I know can get on base regardless of what the ball looks like, and that's Jesse Winker. But uh, without knowing, it's really hard to make those kind of decisions because uh, all it takes is Rob Banford kind of waving his wand and saying, hmm, investigation, and suddenly it's back to the dead ball. And uh, if you plan for the other one, then suddenly you're kind of uh, between a rock and a hard place. Going to stop today's podcast right there. Cliffhanger ending. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but tomorrow, check out the second part of my conversation with Wick Terrell. We're going to get into the hot stove, talk about some names, talk about Grandall, talk about Nixon Zell, things like that. You won't want to miss it. Definitely make sure you check it out. Best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds, and save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Get some questions in, get some reactions in, comments, all that good stuff. Friday, we've got a listener, Locked On Reds line, listener question show thing. I need to come up with a better title than that. But yeah, that'll be on Friday. So tomorrow is part two of the Wick Terrell interview, and Friday, listener, whatever. Voicemails, texts, get them in. Lockdown Reds Line episode. That's what we'll call it. The Lockdown Reds Line episode on Friday. Thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.